0: Hello everyone, Uh, welcome to a special episode of The Story Toolkit. Uh, We met this week with Robert McKee, author of Story and his new book uh, book Dialogue, which is fantastic. Um, We travelled up to London to his flat and he wanted to talk about uh, the excellent HBO series The Night Of. Yeah. Um, So take a listen, there's some great stuff in there. Um, And as usual, any follow-up questions or any different shows or films you want us to talk about, uh, then please get in touch uh, through Twitter. We are at the Story Toolkit, uh, and we've got the website thestorytoolkit.wordpress.com. Yeah. Basim, anything to add? Well, if you go to the WordPress site and
1: you click on the contact button, you'll see all the Twitter and Tumblr and all the accounts are there for you to contact us on.
0: Yep, and so, other material, exactly. and such.
1: Um, so, and all the episodes are there too.
0: Fantastic. Okay. We're going to get to it now. Let's get to it.
1: Episode 25.
0: Dun-dun-dun. The McKee interview. Hello,
1: and welcome to the Story Toolkit. I'm Basim Wakil, co-author of Action, The Art of Excitement with Robert McKee, and joining me is Luke Lionwall, writer and part of the McKee Storylog team. So today, we are joined, special guest, Robert McKee is with us today. My pleasure. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming. You're welcome. Um, so, we're going to talk today about The Night Of. We asked Mr. McKee what he would like to talk about, and he said, The Night Of. Uh, so Luke and I had to cram The Night Of in order to get it done in time. Uh was a binge. Yes, it was, but luckily it's on DVD. You picked a good show. Mm-hmm. Yes. So... Uh, You've, of course, got your new book, The Dialogue Book, coming out. It's, it's out, out. It's beg your out. Pardon. It's out. Yeah. It's very good, by the way. It was in John Sandoz's window.
0: Hmm?
1: It was in the window of John Sandoz.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, it's been my life's ambition <laughs> to have a book in the window of Sandoz's bookstore, and there it is. And it's done now. Yeah. It's done. I can die now. You can die now. <laughs> this is a great way to start.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so mm-hmm. get Dialogue. I'm... You should have already had it, but get Dialogue. And now we're going to talk about The Night Of, which right. is an HBO miniseries. It's only eight episodes based on a British show. Yeah. And it's about uh, a
2: Pakistani uh, kid. I thought it was an original, but it's, it's, a, it's an adaptation of a... British show, yeah. British show, you sure know. Mm. Really. It's
0: a BBC show called... Criminal justice. Oh, thing. you're right. You're right.
2: That, was that? On, I think that was on the titles, wasn't it? Might have been. Yeah, I was then. distracted that the title said one of the producers is James Gandolfini. <laughs> yeah, that that kept throwing me off. Well, yeah, I'm sure that uh, the way it worked was at some point they needed to raise money, ah. and so Gandolfini said, "I'll be in it." Uh, he was probably going to play uh, the the public defender. Um. Or they, or the lawyer, rather, the the criminal lawyer, yeah. um, and uh, and so his presence got some loot. I see. And as a result, he gets producer credit because he ah. helped get it made by raising money with his presence. And then he passed, and um, <clears throat> and so uh, that's why he gets a credit.
1: I just presumed I got the ending of The Sopranos wrong, and he lived.
0: <laughs>
2: no. So, uh, uh, one of the uh, other producers
0: was Peter Moffat, who wrote the BBC version.
2: All right, right. So he yeah. would have that title too. Yeah. Um, great. Well, anyway, it was. Um, yeah. A a terrific piece of writing. Yes. And see, I, it and it seems so uniquely, specifically American. Yes. That it was. It was. I uh, my you know caused me a surprise to yeah. think that it began as a British uh, series or a British yeah miniseries mm. uh, because they 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 really they put it into its setting with such deep roots that mm. um, and such specific un never seen before details mm. uh, that uh, it just seemed the 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 research that went into it was... Um, amazing, mm. and, um, and it struck me as so authentic uh, because you know, 50 years ago, um, I made my living as a private detective, uh, working for lawyers, like the lawyer in this uh, series. Yeah, John Turturro. John Turturro's character, um, and uh, he would have a client. My client would have a client. Who was um, busted by the police for on some nefarious? They either planted evidence on him, mm. um, or or were concealing evidence that they found whatever. But they were manipulating, and so um, I would um, I would try to do an investigation to figure out, try to get back, find evidence that could help my my client get his client her client off, and so I rubbed so- shoulders with this world mm-hmm. and um, um, I remember, uh, shall I give you an anecdote, Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I was doing a case where um, a, a woman has, was a waitress working in a bar and the bar owner had the hots for her but she and the bartender were an item and so the bar owner came in uh, one night when the bartender was off duty but he came in just to see her and when, <clears throat> when this guy came in, the bar owner went behind the bar and put on a big leather glove that was lined with lead <clears throat> and with that uh, beat this, um, this bartender senseless and when um, she stepped in to uh, uh, try to stop it, he punched her in the stomach. Mm-hmm. She was pregnant oh. and she lost the baby. Okay. Uh All right. Um, Then she got another job. Uh, She brought a suit against the bar owner. Uh Right. And uh, then she got another job working as a bartender in another bar somewhere, which which was right across the street from one of Detroit's police precincts. Uh And uh, a guy came into the bar, flirted with her, tried to get her to go out with him, and she wouldn't have anything to do with it. And so uh, he sat there for hours and finally gave up on trying to um, get her to leave with him. And as she bent over to get something from under the bar, he came over the bar with a gun shot her three times in the back mm-hmm. and um, didn't kill her.
1: Okay.
2: Um, but um, eventually she did die, but it took a couple of years for the. She, he sh- the, the liver was wounded, whatever. So eventually she did die from the gunshots. So I went across the street to the precinct mm. to uh, talk to uh, cops about the shooting that took place right across the street from the precinct. Right. And I said, you know, do you remember that day? And, oh, yeah, yeah. And um, I said, well, when, did you hear the gunshots? Oh, yeah. I said, well, what what, what happened? So we all went under our desks. Oh. I said why he said because we thought it was those crazies who like to drive by the precinct and shoot into the windows
1: oh right
2: okay and and you know that's police work okay <laughs> yeah. I mean this this is what you know police yeah. have to deal with okay yeah. and um, uh uh, and so I have some sense of the craziness of it all yeah and uh, and the randomness of it all yeah and how you know mistakes are made and uh, whatever and so watching that series with with my you know I happen to have some idiosyncratic understanding of things that mm-hmm. other people wouldn't have I sat there thinking my god these writers have really talked to people that've yeah. gotten, into the the knit and then the grit of it all, and um, uh, just for example, this is the first. Thing. Remember, uh, John Turturro has psoriasis. <laughs> yeah. This is the first time uh, I'd ever seen psoriasis portrayed, right? Yeah. And it's 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 just there to be you know literally an irritant in the poor man's life. Yeah and also to dramatize the corruption because there's all these phony psoriasis cures. Yes. And even though he's a smart lawyer, he's so desperate, he falls for them. Yes. Um, and uh, just to show his vulnerability. Yeah. And, and, um, and mixed in with all of this corruption, it was great.
1: I've never been a detective. But I have had a problem with my feet once. I once was allergic to shoe dye. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and there's a bit where John Totoro, uh, the doctor is talking to him and his feet are particularly bad. Yeah. And he says, like, some people will jump. They'll do anything just to stop the itching. And he goes, yeah, I know that. And I was like, yeah, I remember one time my feet up against the wall yeah. where it was cold. Yeah. Crying because they wouldn't stop itching and I couldn't do anything about it. It was like that for like two days. I just remember how horrible it was. So watching him, like,
2: yeah, I get
0: it. I think Bob's anecdote was better. It is. It is, but
2: you know, that's, <laughs> but, that's, but nonetheless, I mean, look, you know, when you know, when a show as good as the night of is, you know, in front of you, um, these details, yes, bring back. You know, you have this, this rush of insight to, that says, yeah, yes, I didn't use a pencil to scratch no. underneath, okay, but I have used other implements to get to places that were unscratchable, etc And suddenly, the, the authenticity of it all um, floods you, and you realize, yeah, this is the kind of thing that a human being does in situations like this. And the net effect of all that is that you get really involved? Yeah. Because the world is so authentically, so detailed to begin with. Yeah. Uh, every little moment has its, uh, is, uh, you know, is the famous expression, the telling detail. Mm. Every little moment is so specific and unique <clears throat> to this series. Mm. And then it resonates with experiences you've had. Yes. And so now you enter a world that you cannot deny. And um, in fact, it was so true, like, to itself, Mm. my wife couldn't watch it. Yeah. She tried one episode, she said, this is just too (laughs) dark for me. Right. And uh, so I had to watch it uh, on my own. And... um, uh, it, but but um, we you know we talk about writers doing their research mm. and uh, giving themselves choices. Yeah. Okay. So you know I don't know if the British um, lawyer character had psoriasis or mm. not, um, but whatever. Um, somebody at some point gave a character psoriasis. Yeah. Probably, possibly, at least because they've got it. Yeah. And. And of all the maladies they could have given, mm. right, they chose one that uh, they either knew or knew about. And then you get into this subject and you get all the variations on cures yeah. and uh, treatments and the suffering that comes with it. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, it's, it's, it's one amazing. of
1: those really interesting things to do because by giving him psoriasis, you know, he's, he becomes a very unique character. Because he has all the, as you say, all those choices and scenes and all these elements about it, particularly, and it has a big payoff, which is when he goes through the closing speech at the end of the series. Mm-hmm. His psoriasis flares up, and it's worse than it's ever been. And yeah. so he's standing in front of the jury with psoriasis over his face. He has to wear gloves, yeah. and he's so he's he's looking and feeling the worst he's ever felt. And at the same time, he's under the most pressure he's ever been because he knows the kid is innocent. He yeah. knows he has to get the kid off. He knows that his second chair has actually tanked the case and he never has done this before so that everything's building on top of him and you get that wonderful moment. There's a, there's a wonderful bit. See, I can, I can come up with another anecdote that's a sl- slightly better because uh, I remember I, when I did jury duty, mm-hmm. we had a case and it was about um, a, a kid who was now 21. He brought a case against someone who basically molested him when he was 12. Mm-hmm. and. There was this moment I remember when we were deliberating, and when we finally agreed to convict the guy, a woman started in the jury broke down in tears because of just the realization. Like no one in the jury, sort of, no one uh, sort of took it lightly that what we were doing was sentencing someone to jail for the rest of his life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when John Turturro is giving that speech at the end, the pressure of what he's going through was really palpable in. Toro's performance. So I remember that was like. So you have all these wonderful choices built around this character that make him unique. And, and Totoro is basically Al Pacino, right? He was, he's better than Al Pacino in the series. If they made this series 20 years ago, it would have been Al Pacino. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just was thinking they did a similar thing in Better Call Saul. With Michael McKean's character, who's allergic to electricity, oh yes, remember? yes, and he has this wonderful, and so he's so there is this sort of wonderful thing of you give someone something that's really innocuous, or and then you can build a whole yeah, and
2: unique it, thing out of it, it it is unique and yeah. it is and it is variable yeah, um, it, we talk in lecture a lot about inner conflicts, mm. right? And, you know, say a character can have. Uh, conflicts at various levels. Mm. Two traits could oppose, Mm. right? Uh, 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 A trait and a conscious desire could Mm. oppose, right? Two conscious desires could oppose, Mm. two subconscious desires, a conscious and a subconscious. Mm. I mean, you have all these choices about how to develop conflict within a character all by themselves. And the choice to have a physical, Conflict, the psoriasis, with all the amazing variations of that, um, against the character's conscious will. Mm. How do you do your job when your body is is raising hell with you? Mm. And um, as a result of that, there's, the audience is in tremendous empathy because yeah. uh, they they can they they. Understand that suffering, and um, but whereas in a novel, you could put the character, uh, in character's inner conflict, below the level of um, the physicality, so they could have uh, you know conflicting desires within them, conscious or subconscious. A novelist can develop that mm. and do it uh, in great detail and variety, and you know all the ways in which what a, a human being could be self-conscious. Yeah. And embarrassable or whatever, um, yeah. and, but this is cinematic, yes, because you can see the psoriasis yes. and all and the outer behavior, um, and it 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 functions to humanize uh, that character yeah. uh, in um, profound ways, and makes you the viewer think about you know every little malady you ever had. Yeah. Uh, from headaches on down, that got in your way when you were trying to do something. Yeah. So, anyway, do it's you, a great choice.
0: Do you think the, the, um, the cat uh, subplot is, is a mirror of that, his desire to save the cat? It's, it's,
2: it, it's, with his it's Yeah, and you don't want to think too much about that, <laughs> because it was a bit on-the-nose-ish, okay? Yeah. But he rescues a cat, which is a parallel to the, um, <coughs> the kid that he's, that he's trying to rescue, and, um, and uh, he's allergic to the cat and in a way he's allergic uh, to this kid because the kid is, is his own worst enemy yeah and um, and so there's a you know it's it's a nice mirror
1: I was thinking about uh, I've always I, this is something that's always been
2: in my head for I
1: can't I was watching and, and
2: yes. I mean if this kid is guilty of murder he could be executed yes the cat is going to the uh, he's you know, gonna, yeah, the pound yeah. where he could be executed as well, so the parallel is pretty, yeah, a bit too close. But no, <laughs> no, you know, you know, because you know, if if you don't empathize, mm. then some on the nose symbolism like that really jumps off the screen. Yes, but once you empathize, you just you don't question it, and you just allow it to, it. to develop. Yeah. Um, once
1: yeah. you buy the world, you buy the characters.
2: You just go with it. Yeah, and I tell you but what its added benefit is that if you think that this defense attorney is doing this for the money mm. and he has no real heart, mm. the cat says no, he's got a real heart. Yeah. And so it 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 gives you a uh, a more empathetic mo- motivation for the for the yeah. for the lawyer. Um if you have any doubts about his sincerity, you see that yeah. no, actually, he 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 picks up strays and.
1: I think I think I picked up on his sincerity when he starts trying to. Well, you said it was episode three, Luke, when he starts trying to solve the case. Is that right? Yeah, he
0: yeah. becomes a detective, but um, he doesn't continue detecting until later on. But episode three is where when he, he starts to rehab. Yeah. The center, yeah,
1: when he st- because at that moment all he wanted to do was to play it out, just end the end the case as quickly as possible. When he started doing the detective work there was uh, in fact it might have just been a look John Turturro gave where he gives the kid a look and he just goes oh yeah I know you're innocent I've got to like I've actually got to help you you aren't like my other clients his
0: first, his first line about him is did it, it for me he said yeah. he's, he's the kid with the big eyes oh yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right
1: yeah yeah that's probably that was it oh, geez that's good
2: yeah. <laughs> it's just good I was, that moment yeah. when he sees the kid sitting there in the police station yeah that whole scene where He's actually been brought into the police station for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yes. And if the kid had the nerve, he could have just walked out of the police station. The desk sergeant wouldn't have even known he was gone. Yep. And there would be no case. Yep. And he sits there because that's what you're supposed to, to do. do. Yeah. And he's trying to be a good citizen, he even to though be- he's got this knife in his. <laughs> he does try to walk out a couple of times but he can never muster it no can't, can't do it. no he just kind of sits closer to the door a bit at the yeah. time and then. But it, which is a good measure of his lack of courage or determination mm. at that point which is going to be tested when he gets in prison yeah. I also thought
0: that whole sequence I mean the whole first episode but particularly that sequence backs up what you are saying about the authenticity because there are so many mistakes made by the police, you yes. know, miscommunication. He's yeah. brought in; they don't know why. Yeah, too much time has passed to breathalyze him, um, yeah. and so it resonated when you said uh, how authentic the show was. I, I was thinking about that particular sequence.
2: Yeah, yeah, that that that. I mean, he, you know, he wandered into this mess. Yeah, because for the usual, you know. <laughs> Sex. A girl gets in the back of his taxi. Yeah. At that point he loses his mind, basically. <laughs> and he yeah. goes out and he has a romantic thing on the river with her and all that. Yeah. And uh, then she wants to play that Russian game with her all this. Yes. And he goes along with it because at the he's hoping at the end of the day there'll be you'll get late. Yeah. And um, uh, and it just distorts yeah. you know how sex distorts your thinking. Yeah. And um, you rationalize anything and everything with the promise of that. Um, I've been there, <laughs> made those mistakes, you know, uh, and uh, you know, with, with dire consequences as well. Mm. And so, um, but I know exactly how that happens to, to young guys. I mean, they, um, they, like we're, you know, it's just the, the psychology. Of um, of how and why people do the things they do mm. um, uh, was you know, was beautifully developed, but it was the effect of institutions on people. Right. I mean that's that's what the show is primarily about. Yes. Family, the institution of family, um, uh, the city, yeah, and um, and then the law, the courts. Police, prisons, these institutions—the way in which they damage people and the way in which they grind people up—I mean that—that mm. that was central to the whole series. And yeah. they used the title is "The Night of," because that's a legal phrase. Yeah, you know, on the night of. Yeah. And they give a date, um, and and so it's it's the title alone tells you that this is about. Yeah the The wheels of justice yeah. and how they grind people up. I, you know, you hear the phrase often. Hear the accusation that the prisoners run the prison. Yes. This was the first time I'd ever seen a detailed dramatization of exactly how the prisoners run the prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and it made fantastic sense. Mm that the the currency is drugs Yep. and people take drugs in prison if they didn't take them on the outside they probably take them in prison for the same reason they took them on the outside which is to escape reality yeah uh and now the prison is an even more horrible reality yeah and so you want to escape and uh, so anybody who can help people escape reality you know owns the place yeah and uh, and they make enough money from all of that to if, if necessary bribe uh the the guards, <clears throat> and so the prisoners run the prison, mm. and uh, and uh, the the wonderful uh, uh, performances mm. of the of the of uh, the, the gang leader Omar. Omar? Well, that's we played in the Wire. Oh, he played Omar in the Wire. Yeah, that's right. how I know him. Oh, like, right. I I, I forget I, his real name. I, I forget the character's forget name. <laughs> the character. yeah, yeah, but he's from the Wire. Yeah. And he was doing great. and yeah. um, um, just watching him sit in his cell and knowing how slow time goes.. Yeah. And um, uh, and his sharp eye watching things go down, his, his, the way in which he yeah. could uh, size people up and read their yeah. and read, read their humanity and where it was heading or not. Etc. Mm. Was um, you know the, the the mechanism by which he could control people because mm. he could read people. Mm. Um, on and go. Uh, 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 that whole world inside of the prison, I thought was yeah so true uh, that. And I'd never seen it, the life in prison. Mm. It's it's always, the life in prison is always about uh, the people with power and the people without power, mm. right? Um, but. You, don't, you know, the, to to dramatize how the people with power get their power. Yeah, I mean, there, there's those scenes, and they had them in, in the night of, where guys spend a lot of time pushing weight. Yeah. Okay. And so a lot of guys are quite strong, mm. but only one guy rules. Yeah. And he's not the strongest guy in the prison. No. And so there's a there's a pyramid of power inside of the yeah. prison. Yeah and um, what is it about the guy at the top of the pyramid that allows him to control people below him yeah and the answer is personality yeah he intimidates them yeah and that is an inner quality that they recognize yeah and it it frightens them yeah and even though they might be twice as big and strong they don't throw a punch because they're intimidated yeah (laughs) and uh and uh, that, the, in any violent world, I mean, like, like inside the mafia, you mm. want you know, how does a don control? Everybody's got guns. Yeah, exactly. So how does the, you know, from top to bottom? So how does the the hierarchy control the lowerarchy? Yeah, if that's a word. <laughs> uh, and uh, they they do it with personality. Yeah. And so the same thing goes on inside of the lawless world inside of a prison.
0: It, it reminded... I was reminded of the Sopranos when I was the, watching the prison sequences mm. because it was that pyramid of power that yeah. you were interested in. Yeah. The hows and whys and uh, and yeah. seeing Naz rise yeah. through those ranks as it, well.
1: Yeah, seeing him sort of change mm. over the course of it. Because the, th- the thing that struck me, you were talking about how institutions grind people up. What I kept reminding myself was he wasn't actually convicted no how long was he in the prison for oh six months six months he was in the prison so they put him in that prison for six months and he isn't convicted of a crime no and because he can't make bail and it criminalizes him of course and i'm sitting there and i'm thinking because you were saying about how the, the show is really about the institution isn't one of the things that threw me off with the show at the beginning is the DVD box cover, right? It says The Night of. And then before it, it like on the top, the tagline is What Happened. So it's What Happened, The Night of, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, I, I, had no, I had no idea what this show's about. So I'm putting it on and I'm like, this is a murder mystery, right? It's a whodunit. Mm-hmm. It's not a whodunit. No, it's a courtroom drama, it's,
2: it's a social drama. It, it right? yet yeah, to a great degree is a social drama. It's about how, as it's you say, these institutions a problem in society. Yeah, and and the, but problem the mechanism is is, is, um, is courtroom drama. Yes, because um, and prison drama, just, along with prison drama. Yeah, uh, but the but the spine of the story is a trial.
1: Yeah, and as you watch this character, the the show is showing that the the justice system is criminalizing an innocent person. Yeah. And it just, it can't work. As Luke pointed out, all the miscommunication of how he even ends up in this situation. Like, I mean, it's not just the coincidences involved in the crime, in the murder of the woman, but the coincidences afterwards where he gets picked up by this for the wrong left turn and that thing and that thing. And it keeps building. And then this guy, who has never been accused of any crime, is now put into a prison and becomes part of a gang. And he's basically he's he's already down for life even though yes, so just the, being the a rationalization
2: suspect. I mean yeah. that cuz this happens all the time the rationalization for yeah, I forget either they, it was a million dollar bail or, or there was no there was no bail it was a, it was a really high it was like million in bail. the show yeah. Yeah. yeah no bail was it no bail, bail. i thought right. it was really high no, no, no it, was, it was denied it twice was, it was no bail Oh. because of the heinousness of the crime yeah. She was stabbed 40 times or something? 22. 22. 22 And times. also the fact that he's Pakistani.
1: Yeah,
0: they thought that, they thought he was a flight risk. Even though he didn't have a passport. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Yeah.
2: And so between the two of them, there's no bail. Yeah. That's how you keep somebody in jail for six months. Yeah. And it's legal. Yeah. Uh, and of course it's legal. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but that's the justice system. Because, you know, a judge is sitting there thinking... You know, flight risk or not—I mean, anybody's a flight risk—but somebody who, um, uh, well, he was—but he was born in America, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, but they might have family, whatever it is. But the main thing is the judge is thinking I can't let somebody who may have mutilated a woman yeah. back on the streets with a knife.
1: Right. So, and it seems there's nowhere else to put him but except there's Rikers. Nowhere
2: there's no else. To put him. So now he's in Rikers. It's like he's been convicted. But you always have to, you know, bear in mind that these mm. institutions mm. are the way society wants it. <laughs> yes, that's true. You know, so and yeah, um, I mean the 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 institutions in society are mirrors of human nature. Yeah, this is what we want, and that's why we have them. Yeah, um, and uh, they, you know, if they if they become abusive, as they all do. Uh, there's a great documentary filmmaker, Joe, uh, Frederick Wiseman, mm. who who um, made brilliant uh, cinema verite documentaries about institutions, mm. and prison was one, sane asylums, high school, boot camp, um, monasteries, mm. any institution. And his premise was all institutions dehumanize people, mm. all institutions, including monasteries. Yeah, and um, um, and it's just how it is. It's true. Mm. So, but the, there's always a lesser of two evils choice, you know. That, that if you don't institute, if you don't have an institution to put potentially dangerous people um, away from society, then you know whatever. Yeah. They, they, you know, you'll be releasing serial killers, and uh, on it goes. Yeah. So it's it's always a you know, terrible choice. Yeah. Um, but it, you have to bear in mind, you know the. You can blame institutions yeah. as if they had a separate consciousness of their own, mm. and the the consciousness behind all institutions is a human nature. Well, yeah, I mean, do you, you notice that as well on the
1: the other side of the, the 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 legal system in the night of with both the prosecutor and what I love this guy, uh, Detective Box. Yeah, Bill Camp played him. I remember his yeah. name. He, I don't know why, the second he stepped on the screen, I just, and I heard his voice, I was just, I, I love this guy, I don't know, I have no idea what it was about yeah. him. But those two characters, Barks is very, very good, but he doesn't care for the majority of the series. He just yeah. doesn't care. He knows what he's doing, he knows how to manipulate Nasir, he knows how to do evidence, he knows everything about it but he doesn't care about it he, about finding out if it's really him he's just like I think it's him done and then there's that bit where he finally tells the prosecutor I have another suspect who's probably better than this kid and she we have better evidence it was, the way she says it we have a better case against the kid yeah. it's more yeah. about who to win right who, how can, yeah, How you can win the
2: yeah. mechanism of winning and um, and, the, and the the cop um uh and, and John Turturro as well. All these yeah. characters, in fact. All of this cast yeah. brought with them the weight of experience. Yeah. The moment they came on screen. You, you just knew yeah. that that that's, cop that's it. has yeah, been yeah. doing this for 30 years. That's exactly and what they, it was. That's it, it. The moment they step in there yes. you go, this is somebody whose career is nearing an end. <laughs> yes. And behind it is 20, 30, 40 years of... Yeah. Detective work, lawyer, uh, defense attorney, prosecutor. Awesome. They are, and what kind of a you know? How do you? I don't know how. I don't know how actors do that. <laughs> they just know. step into the shot, and you have the impression, you know, he's been there for decades. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> he did it. It's just wonderful that the yeah. actors can do these things. I mean, it's, <laughs> an extension
0: that, can I offer the opposite with Nasir? I mean, he was incredible, but he looked like the character had just been born. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's ex- <laughs> that's true. That's true. he's, yeah.
2: he's innocent, yes. and and he yes. brought with him innocence. Yes, yeah. that's quite right. That's going to arc, yeah, a, into a very dark maturity. Yeah. Um, now he, this actor, is English. Uh, of Nasir. Yeah, Nasir. Is he English? He's a British actor. Oh and he is uh, 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 his, his day job is rock and roll I didn't know that. yeah I looked him up I thought who is this guy you know, I knew him he's from ro- a, he's excellent and um, I knew him from Nightcrawler oh yeah he's a Nightcrawler yeah, yeah. but he's a, I, I, he, I, I know I, he's a British actor and he's um, he's a musician I didn't know yeah. I knew the
1: Indian lawyer Chandra she's British mm-hmm. I knew that because she was in an episode
2: of Doctor Who and so that's how I know Gosh. who she is but that validates her yes
1: she was, she was good in that Doctor <laughs> Who episode we were all upset that they killed her off She was mm-hmm. great but um, so normally when actors have that gravitas that sense of oh we've been afraid like Omar has it right in the show yeah. but that's because I've seen The Wire I've seen five seasons <laughs> of The Wire so in my head he's still Omar Right, mm-hmm. what, but I don't. I don't know Bill Camp from anywhere. I yeah. don't know the. I don't know how. Uh, I mean, even the judge in the show is from True Detective. He's the killer from yeah. True Detective. Mm-hmm. So there's all you know. The actors, you know, they do the rounds. You see them. John Turturro. He's been in things. You see him. Yeah. But the, some of the, sometimes when someone like this Bill Camp guy I've never seen before just walks up,
2: and it just feels like yeah he's as you say he's been here for for twenty years. Yeah. Just. Well, obviously from the moment he began to work he knew he was an immensely experienced yeah. actor So my assumption is um, theater uh-huh. this is a this is a New York stage actor of course yeah and um, uh, that's, really that's but nonetheless so the cast was wonderful yeah and um, yeah uh, the storytelling, the, well I tell you it, we, we were you were reflecting on if we have television of this quality, we yes. don't need films
1: yeah right? I, bef- uh, beforehand we were talking and uh, I explained that uh, as I was watching the night of um, there's a shot where he's ha- I think I forget which character's having scotch of some sort and I just yeah. remarked to myself, there's no point in cinema anymore because television just looks. That there's no difference between the night of and a I, what was it the film I saw recently The Girl on the Train which is another mm-hmm. sort of crime story was fine mm-hmm. but it doesn't look any better the, the TV, on a TV budget yeah. you can make a show you can make 8 episodes that look as good if not better than a feature film with, yeah, well, with,
2: with a cast of that quality as well the cast are, are, is yes. the same as well well, the, you know, we always wonder where do all these actors come from and, yeah. and people we never saw before. Uh, they come from the same line a hundred deep at every audition. Mm-hmm. Uh, the truth is that acting as an art form yeah. is decades ahead of writing. Ah, that's I mean, interesting. They there will never be uh, enough roles written of uh, quality roles mm-hmm. to begin to give the acting. Community, uh, uh, everyone in there with t- real talent and skill, mm-hmm. the chance to show their, their goods, because there just isn't enough g- good writing mm-hmm. to um, to uh, fulfill the, the potential in all of these actors. Yeah. And so there's there's far more good actors than there are good roles, and that just uh, it's how it is.
1: That that I feel the same way about uh, the comic book medium,
2: the art, mm-hmm. the illustration,
1: right. The is so far ahead of the writing; it's unbelievable.
2: Well, it's because illustration and acting Mm -hmm. are interpretive art forms, Mm -hmm. and they have to wait for something to interpret, Mm -hmm. and therefore somebody has to create a story Mm -hmm. and create characters and settings and whatnot to be illustrated, to be acted, and the original art form is, you know, that just that much more difficult, obviously, Mm -hmm. than an interpretive art form and so that's why you know the interpreters are always ahead of the originators because it's just harder to be original than interpret
1: Isn't it also partly because I think actors and illustrators believe there's something to learn whereas writers sometimes are very reticent to even admit there's anything you can learn
2: Well there might be but I I, I just think it comes down to the difference you think so? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if, uh, how smug writers are, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I'm only. A lot, I'm only of, a lot of, the, of actors are very smug too. I mean, it, it's not true. that. No, it's just the difficulty of the of the form.
1: I remember you mentioning in a lecture once about how how disciplined actors are. How they keep going to lessons and yeah, things like that. And, and I was, even
2: more disciplined are dancers. Yeah, I mean um the dances are the most incredibly disciplined artists of performing artists, musicians too yeah, I mean you know uh, dance, the dancer calls his body' his instrument, musicians have an instrument, yes. and that has to be played, yes constantly hour after hour after hour to keep your skills up yes um so so you know the acting is wonderful, but there's another reason mm. seems to me why something like the night of Makes you realize that um, cinema yeah. um, is like becoming unnecessary, mm. and that is a, it's a cultural political phenomenon. The night of mm. goes into very dangerous, dark social issues. Mm. You know, social it's a social drama about about the incompetence of institutions, mm. police, prosecutors, prisons, and so forth. Yeah, about the dark side of, of all of these institutions, and it's bleak, yes. right? There was a time when cinema was about bleakness. Yes. I mean, the art movies were based, you know, Ingmar Bergman, mm. the bleakest of all, right? Mm. And Fellini with a kind of, um, you know, sunshiny bleakness, but <laughs> the Dolce Vita, the Dolce Vita you know, is an ironic title because life isn't sweet, it's bitter. Mm. And um, it ends on that. Okay. Mm. Um, and there was a time when it was the cinema that was the cutting edge of social criticism. Yes. And the cinema was the cutting edge of complex uh, psychology and whatnot. That political correctness and other social cultural forces mm. um, have made it almost impossible mm. for a filmmaker to get that bleak yeah and because the fear is I mean few enough people go to the movies anyway and uh, uh convinces the, the avant-garde or no there's no avant-garde Negaphobia? Negaphobia. I've not heard that term Negaphobia? no the fear of all things negative
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> never heard of that oh wow
2: it's rampant in this society yeah and um, and um, uh, you know the one good thing we can say about you know Trump <laughs> getting elected is that it's going to slap the negophobia out of people that's true they're going to have to understand that it's really negative out there <laughs> and you cannot you you can't turn your your eye away yeah. you know I mean um, that this was you know if, the, if this were medieval times what the what we were what, what we'd be going through would be known as a peasant revolt yes right yes and um, and so the the one side of society has shown itself for what it is, and the rest of people who you know like to pretend that these things that everybody's got a you know the, the, the essential uh, quality of human beings is goodness, yeah. you know just got the, their faces caked in and mm-hmm. uh, and so um, and so but the cinema has become extremely conservative mm. socially and politically yeah. right it's extremely conservative. Um, and um, the night of is anything but conservative, mm. and it, it's it's real cutting edge. It's too dangerous for an art movie. Really, I think so. I mean, I don't. I can't think of any film I've seen in the last ten years that went into this as bleak a view of society and human nature as in in. What about what The Country? Of. No huh? What about No Country for Old Men? Old Country for Old Men was, yes, but but you see, Anton Chagroux is a classic evil <laughs> character. <laughs> okay. 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 He's, he's, he's the Terminator. He's the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. There's no such character like that in The Night of. That's They're true. All That's very true. That's They're all They're all capable of. of, of there, is, there is no sugar. No. no. And so, um, I mean, the. the, the the uh, you know the no country for old men was was a wonderful piece of you know cinematic theater yes right yes full of twists and turns cuz the coen brothers um love, i mean they're they're, they're theatrical yeah. ever since blood simple yeah, they've yeah. been theatrical true. That's true. okay yeah. and they were a lot of fun for that okay yeah. but yeah. this is the night of is just
0: do you think the night of is as dark as it gets or are there other tv shows that uh, are starting to go into that territory
2: um I'm sure there are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hear uh what's it called the Dark Mirror, Black Mirror. Black oh, uh, Black Mirror. We, yes. I oh, just
1: watched one episode of Black. Mirror. Right. It's um and it was about it, it it was it's very allegorical and it was just how people all of all of society you're rated on how well you perform on social media and you're I mean, rated out of 5.
2: Boardwalk right? Empire had uh Boardwalk many, many sequences yeah. of... Um, of. Um,
0: I never got the, the chance to see it. Oh, it's brilliant. It mm. really is
2: brilliant. And um, But there are other series as, as, as well. Like, it, friends of mine who write mm. for HBO, mm. and Night Of is an HBO series, yeah. right? they tell me that when you go in to pitch mm. a series idea at HBO, uh, the note you get most often mm. is not dark enough. Seriously. Yeah. Wow. And HBO is the champion of this darkness. Yeah. And and uh, the modern day cinema just does does not allow itself to go into those yeah. really dark places. I mean there there's there's deep psychology mm. in, uh, uh, in, in in a film like uh, that the, the Iranian. Uh, an Iranian film or by an Iranian writer director a separation mm. you know there, there was the darkness there
1: mm. but not
2: like not like no. the night of. not like true detective not like true detective no um, and so um, there's, mm. a, there's a there's a there's if if series like in the, the, the night of yeah if this continues yeah then there's, as you were saying, there's no reason to go to the cinema mm. because if you really are fascinated with um, uh, aesthetic experiences mm. beyond your living experience mm. that takes you into places that you could never possibly know, mm. by, you know then, then this is where you're going to go. You're going to go to t- the TV yeah, because <laughs> you, you, if you're hungry for life, If you really want to know what is the truth of what it is to be a human being, Mm. um, then um, these writers are taking storytelling into those dark corners, and um, uh, the the cinema is shy of this. For you know, as I said, um, it's it's become conservative in its morality yeah um, and something like the night of is is it's got a deep morality mm. um, but it's a, it's a morality that says you know that, that, that what we think is good and evil or what is good mm. striving for morality um, is um, beyond the reach of society. Yeah.
0: conservative morality but cinemas surely exploded in terms of spectacle we well
2: was... it's it's actually interesting
1: I was thinking of a similar thing because our tastes are quite different in that you much prefer the dark to, than I do and I like much more fancy and mm-hmm. silly things but but for both of us the cinema is not satisfying that no. because for me As much as I love the action franchises, you know, the superheroes and all these things, I go to the cinema and I get two hours and it's not even a season finale. There's no story there. And I walk out and I go, where's the payoffs? And I have to wait 10 years for the next film to, to find like Marvel has had 14 films and they haven't had a payoff yet. So I'd rather just watch it on television. Well, please. there's that. you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like I don't even for the big spectacle. I'd yeah, rather watch. Yeah. I'd rather watch
2: something like. But um, you see, but you see, if the night of mm. war were cinema, yes, it's eight hours. Yes, therefore coming? it's four yes. two-hour films. Yes, separated by a year. Yes, so that the if it were cinema it would take four years right. to get to the and, or- I, and I know someone who was watching
1: it once a week on Sky yeah. and they said it was hard to keep up we're so spoilt now with the you know the binging yeah. so everyone waits for the whole series to come yeah, out yeah
0: I think by episode 8 you'd forget what happened
2: on the yeah album, right? especially if you waited three years for it right? Yeah. I mean um, the 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 great takeaway from all this yeah is that this is the age of the writer. Yeah. Yeah. Television has released the writer with freedom to create uh, comedies, mm. dark dramas, family, whatever, whatever the subject is, um, the writer now, the writers have, have the freedom to be innovative, to go into places and do things that, um, that were restricted by commercial television. Mm. and becoming more and more restricted by the commercial art movie yes Um, and uh, I I was just at a film festival and uh, there were talks at the film festival about you know the state of cinema Mm. and and one of them was you know a prayer please please let the film make enough money (laughs) wow You know, and um, because because governments, I mean, one of the revolts I'm sure we're going to find Mm. if this goes on is that, for example, in France, the government by law must produce 200 films a year. Right. In Spain, the government by law must pay for the making of 88, I believe it is, films a year. Right. And so you have these government programs. in um, and especially on the continent, and taxpayers are getting fed up. Yeah. Why are they making films nobody wants to see? Right. And um, and why is our money going to making films when I'd rather be watching TV? Yeah. Uh, because the writing on TV is just better it's just than. better. You know, so yeah. it's it's not <clears throat> it's um it's a it's a great time for writers. Uh, yeah. Directors uh, less so. Uh and um, uh, but as a collaborative art, I mean, I don't know, I don't know who directed uh, the night of, uh, but um, it was beautifully done. It was.
1: Uh, it's definitely one to break down as a step outline at some point mm-hmm. to turn into a step outline. The way we break them down. Yeah, it's defi- the night of is definitely one that's worth doing to see how we oh, yes, balance everything. Yes, out yes, yes, because yes. it's.
2: Um, really yes. smooth. Now, here's another here's another reason why The Night of makes you re- uh, realize that, that, that you know that, that this is a su- this is the new cinema. Yeah. Pace. Right. The Night of was slow-paced. Yeah. It took its time. And but the the it re- it, re- it rewarded. Yes, its pace because the the shots the, the setups were so brilliant mm. that the shots lingering on the actors as you were saying sit, sitting at a bar yes. sipping whiskey Yeah, um, uh, your, audi- your mind as audience rushed in to fill in uh, this character's digesting of everything that's gone before yeah. planning what they've got to do next mm-hmm. how in the world are they going to get to the next step given the mm. what, they, what the how the situation has twisted around them um, and so the pauses yes. were worth it because you could feel the audience and the characters need time <coughs> to uh, digest all this yes it's not just pause for the moodiness of it all right but it was a necessary pauses yeah. and that and and the pace was then slow ish compared to the hyperactive uh, uh, storytelling of, of Traditional television in the past, yeah, like Law and Order. Yeah, like Law and Order. Well, just okay. right? Yeah. yeah.
0: What's from a from a practical point of view? What do you think would be the um, something that a writer could take away uh, from the night up? Do you think it's pace, or is there another lesson to to be learned from it?
2: Well, there's a lot, but I would just say research. Mm. When you know, you know, if if your passion for story and these characters. Um, uh, propels you to, to research from every possible angle so that you really know what you're writing about hmm. and, at, and as a result you have choices of specific detail hmm. that allows you to sort through all the possibilities of this scene and moments and find something um uniquely uh, uh, representative of this world and that character in this moment, um, that that knowledge mm. releases your creativity yeah. And um, <clears throat> this is something I have to drill into writers constantly mm. is that <clears throat> that that you, you can only create from what you already know yeah. And if you don't know, the 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 world and these characters, yeah. so that you've got twenty choices for everything. Right, then um, you will just recycle cliches. Yeah, and that there, you know, I I'm hard pressed to think of a single cliché in the night of. Uh, I I th- can think of anything that really felt I've seen this before. No, uh, and there's eight hours of original writing.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've we've seen the um, that that crime that Nasia gets involved, and in, we've seen things like that. But in, in the same way, we've seen single bar scenes, right? But not done that way, mm-hmm. not like, not that so well
2: done, and with so much insight to those characters. Just that very opening sequence. Mm. The kid has been gotten the word, you know, probably yeah. over, you know, from, from an email or from a tweet or whatever, that there's a party. Somewhere out there in yeah. Lower Manhattan, right? You know, and uh, there will be drugs and there will be girls. Yes, right. Um, that's the the cliche would have been a singles bar. Yeah, where he goes into a singles bar hoping to meet somebody, right? right? And maybe there'll be some drugs, but um, but that's not how it works no. today. Today it's all yeah. tweeting.
1: He has to, he has to get his dad's taxi.
2: Yes, oh, that right? wonderful too. No, his car, his taxi. His taxi. It's his ta- and, and then that right. creates all those and scenes. And he doesn't know how to turn <laughs> the light off. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just so... Right. I mean, this is just great. See, you know, look, I mean, think how a writer would... Okay, okay. Hey, kid borrows his dad's car without permission. Right. Then somebody says, or somebody gets an idea, no, not his car, <laughs> right. his taxi. His taxi because the you know new york is full of uh, pakistani tra- taxi drivers right. therefore his dad and and it isn't just his taxi it's there's three guys that own this taxi in the and the yeah. ramifications yeah exactly this
0: illustrates one of the things i loved yeah just really quickly was that they never shied away from any complication there was no. always something extra which made it yeah yeah they rolled up their sleeves
1: and go into it exactly yes exactly. yeah exactly. okay anyway, that was great. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was great thank talking. You. Love to talk. Show. Thank you. Uh, so go watch the night of and get on dia- get the dialogue book. Okay, thank you very much.